everybody. Welcome to our show. So this is going to be aired on Everywhere and Nowhere. Um, we're so excited to have you. I've already explained how I'm such a big fan of yours already. But do you want to do a quick introduction to our listeners of who you are and like what your music's like? Yeah. So my name is Birdie. I am based in Sydney, Australia. I'm an indie, alternative and electronic pop artist. And I'm here to be performing in Singapore on my Asia tour. Nice. We're so excited to be able to see you live as well. But I wanted to touch on the first thing, which was your name is Birdie Wang Wei, right? Mm-hmm. Which to me, the moment I saw that, I think I already shared with you just now, like I saw it on this lineup and it was the Australian lineup, right? Yeah. And when I saw the Chinese characters, I was like taken aback. I was like, who is this? <laughs> I need to find out who this artist is, right? And so I just wanted to know, like, how did you come up with the, was it very intentional to include your like English and Chinese name? when you started like making music? Yeah, so I wanted to incorporate my Chinese name with my English name um, as growing up being a mixed cultured um, kid. I never really embraced my culture, especially growing up in a country town where Mm -hmm. it was very rare to Mm -hmm. see other mixed kids. Um, And so I did struggle a lot with, you know, my identity and, and... embracing my culture and and Mm -hmm. who I was and so as I got older I realized I love who I am like Mm. I love my culture I love you know that I can yeah I love all that so I wanted to I guess you know be I wanted to show that I'm really proud to Mm. be part Chinese and yeah and to have that a part of my identity and as an artist and as a person so for sure I think that's beautiful and like it's never too late Right, yeah, to exactly. be proud of like who you are and exactly. like you grew up in like a small town like so not yeah. in Sydney no so oh, okay. I grew up in a town called Parks okay um, at the time it had around maybe 10 15,000 people wow so yes very small yeah um, and I like it did have its advantages mm-hmm. as well as disadvantages like every other place that you would mm-hmm. live in um, but yeah, I guess one of the things I did struggle with was, you know, how I would fit in and yep. feeling as though I'm an outcast and yep. not being able to resonate and connect with other people because there wasn't as many mixed people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, moving to Sydney in the city um, to start my music career, mm-hmm. it really allowed me to, you know, reflect on who I am and take yep. the time to to reconnect, you know, mm-hmm. with my culture. For sure. I mean, I totally understand that because, like, I come from Perth and yeah. it's such a... Not, not as small as 10,000, 10, 15,000 people, but, like, when I first moved there, I, I had the same kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, there weren't that many people that looked like me around and, yeah. you know, you were so young and, like, not sure how to articulate, like, that discomfort you're feeling. Yeah. So I totally get, like, that yeah. third culture, like, kid mentality. Yeah. How has that, like, influenced, like, your music in particular? I think it's definitely influenced my music in a lot of ways that I can articulate but also can't. Mm -hmm. So in a sense that I grew up being very exposed to a lot of different, you know, things. So for example, like my parents, my mum being Malaysian Chinese, my dad being Greek and Russian, having so much culture... Um, really opened my eyes that there are different lifestyles, there's different ways mm-hmm. of doing things and mm-hmm. being and, and perceiving things in life. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I wanted to, 
you naturally put that into my music and be open to different ideas and experimenting on creating different kinds of music and things like that and not limiting myself in a box so I think that's definitely you know been a huge impact through my creativity Mm -hmm. um, through my you know mentality as Mm -hmm. well and I think in unintentional subconscious ways it's probably you know helped me in yeah I I don't know but it's it would have definitely helped me in other ways yeah I think I can definitely see how it's like like being expressed in your music not only through like the themes that you talk about Mm -hmm. and the way you talk about it but even like you know being here right now yeah um, I know you just came back from touring like Jakarta Manila and for me like as someone who understands like both how Asia's like music industry works and a little bit about Australia. It's very rare yeah. to have an Asian Australian artist to really yeah. focus on this market because as you know, Australia is such a like insular market, right? You know, everyone's yeah. all about, oh like let's go east and then if after you go east and then you go like to US, I don't know, you know? Yes. So yes. what was it that like was it how has it been for you like touring in Manila, Jakarta and like was that a very intentional decision for you as well to like I want to like explore Asia as part of like my focus as an artist? Yeah, definitely. It definitely was intentional. I think the fact that I released a couple of songs, um, including Keeping Love, it really got a lot of love and appreciation from all around Asia. Mm-hmm. So Vietnam, Thailand, Hong Kong, Singapore, Japan. Um, Philippines Mm -hmm. it was just so overwhelming and it was so but so like it's just a special moment Mm -hmm. because I felt like oh wow like being you know part Asian and then seeing that love being reciprocated it was just like oh my gosh so I felt like I just needed to go and to show like I really do appreciate the love and the support that I'm getting and I am willing to go out and to you know to perform for you guys live and to meet you guys and connect with you guys face to face you know for sure um so it definitely was intentional Mm -hmm. and being in the Philippines and Jakarta and especially for the first time as Mm -hmm. well um was just such a great experience like yeah. yeah. Like every time I think about it, I've just got a big grin Aww. on my face because it was just so wonderful. Yeah. The people there are just so beautiful mm-hmm. and welcoming. And one thing I've definitely realised is that they they just genuinely, purely support music. Yeah. Like you can just feel it, you yeah. see it, they will do anything to show their support and love and that's it just means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially like for you as an artist coming from overseas, um, and also like being like an emerging artist, like the kinds of people that work with you and want to like meet you and stuff they must really like love your music if not I think like they wouldn't they wouldn't like come into your space otherwise do (laughs) Do you have any like core memories that you've made like on your tours um, especially in Jakarta and Manila that you would like to share with us I think a core memory was when I performed at the Wish 107.5 bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I performed on the bus. Yeah, I performed on the oh, bus. Cool. I, remember, <laughs> I know, it was so interesting. I was, was it like, a working bus? It was, yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was like an actual bus like that can like drive around and move and that. Um, and I was just like, one, 
I've never performed like you know radio stations and that mm-hmm. in the Philippines. Two, I've never performed on a bus. <laughs> And then three, seeing the amount of people that were, like, outside of the windows that Mm. were watching and enjoying it and then going out to then meet them and greet them and and it was just like a movie. Yeah. It was was really surreal. Like, it was like a movie. Everyone was there just being like, oh, I want a photo. And, Mm -hmm. like, they were just showing so much love and support. And, like, I was like, wow, like... Yeah, amazing. Definitely ingrained in my brain. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> when you were like, I mean, even not when you were like touring Asia, but in general, like in your discovery of your identity and all that, have you found any like Asian artists that like you really resonate with and like maybe even like want to work with in the future? I definitely want to work with Denise Julia, mm-hmm. and she's I'm pretty sure she's based in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems really really cool. No, there are definitely artists out there that I, I would love to work and collaborate with, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We look forward to that. <laughs> More, like, collaborations from you. Because I think most of your music so far has been, like, solo, right? Yeah, yeah, most of them have been, yeah, mostly solo. In terms of, like, having artists singing with me, mm. definitely solo. But in terms of production-wise, mm. I do tend to collaborate a lot with yeah. wide variety mm-hmm. of people so I think that's like very like clear in your music because like um, listening through your catalogue like you've been releasing stuff since 2020 and I feel like um, your style and your mu- your musical style has like evolved a lot over time like what was that journey like for you up until like you released like your debut EP this year on my own yeah I think it's been a very eye-opening and insightful journey mm-hmm. going through with it at the start of when I started making music, I didn't really have any directional idea of specifically, you know, what I wanted to put out, what I wanted to do. It was very organic and natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess throughout the years of progressing and going overseas to songwrite and collaborate with people, I love to go in with just an open mind of being, okay. I want to see what they will bring to the table Mm. and what I can bring and how we can blend that Mm -hmm. and infuse to create something that people have never really heard of but still remain as, oh, that's a birdie track. So it definitely has been challenging at times Mm -hmm. in the sense that I want it to still remain authentic and true to me Mm -hmm. um, but still also finding my sound. But I think overall I, I know that whatever I make, whatever kind of style or genre it is, it will always remain authentic and true to me in the way that I compose and, and write and mm-hmm. I guess how it sounds textually. So, yeah. I think like yeah. it's it becomes a little bit difficult when you get all like in your head about it as yeah, well. And sometimes yeah. it just comes down to like do is there something that I resonate with right now? Because yes. like that's the the best way to represent yourself as an artist is like to be yourself at Definitely. any stage of like your journey, right? Definitely. So you just released your EP this year on my own. Can you share a little bit about like this milestone, like this yeah. milestone EP? It's, there's so many bangers on it. Me and Alyssa oh. like love it. We're just like, oh, every single track is like amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the EP in itself is just a package that reflects on 
the solo traveling I did last year around um, Europe and mm-hmm. America. So I wrote mostly about, I guess, realizations, experiences, emotions, things that I went through during that time. Mm-hmm. So one of the songs being Dreams is about how I felt like at that time my life was literally a dream. Like mm-hmm. it felt like I wasn't living because yeah. I was doing everything that I've always dreamed of doing, mm-hmm. which is to travel, to meet new people, to make music and just live my life so that's being one and I guess other songs are being about yeah as I said just realizations and things that I saw and felt people I met and it's just practically me being on my own yeah yeah. um and living my life Mm -hmm. yeah cool you wrote all the songs like by yourself I I co-wrote mm-hmm. with a lot of the songs, mm-hmm. um, so I've worked with many various um, producers and songwriters. Um, so with my recent latest song, Best Mistake I Never Made, I wrote that one with a couple of producers, mm-hmm. um, Ocan, Vodka, I know, his <laughs> producer's name is Vodka, it's pretty cool. Um, Robin Howell and Nifty, mm-hmm. and they're based in Newcastle in England. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, so it's all like spread out, international yeah, collabs. Yeah, it's nice. very cool, very interesting. Awesome. Do you want to share a little bit about like your new single, Best Mistake I Never Made? Like what's the story yeah. behind that yeah, one? Yeah, sure. So Best Mistake I Never Made is about uh, a past relationship. Um, or maybe a situation <laughs> should we say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> and um, he wanted like another chance, and I knew as much as my my emotional side wanted to say yes. Logically, I knew that it was better for me to, you know, have that healthy boundary and say no mm-hmm. and put myself first for yep. once. Yeah. By doing that, I looking back now, I feel like there's been a lot of doors and opportunities and things that have been opened because I've now invested a lot of my focus and time into myself. Mm-hmm. And so, looking back, I'm like, wow, it's the best mistake that I never made. Mm-hmm. I never made that. Like you mistake. don't regret it. Yeah, I don't regret it. Yeah, you know, which means it was the right thing exactly, to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. And I think it also reflects on how just in general as people we always focus on the mistakes we do make in life Mm -hmm. and we always just like you know feel so down and we beat ourselves up over it Mm -hmm. but I think we need to take a moment every now and then to realize the mistakes we didn't make Mm -hmm. and be proud of where we are now in life because of that for sure oh my god you're so optimistic (laughs) (laughs) I really try (laughs) I just feel that like from all your music like yes your style has like evolved a lot like musically um, and I know like right now it's in this like lucid hazy space which I really really love and but I feel like in your lyrics like you're always is very very like like inward facing you know like yeah. I mean everyone has a different like different things that inspire them other people are like you know other people's stories but I feel like for you it's a lot about like your personal like growth like you yeah. feel like when you're like looking into yourself you're like wow yeah. this was something like it's a new milestone yeah and I love that so much thank you yeah I think that me just as a person like I'm very like that 
as much as I'm very extroverted and confident, I also am introverted at the same yeah. time where I do think a lot and daydream and I do think of things and and I think just as humans we should always like think of how we are as humans and how we behave and how we think in our patterns, our habits and that and yeah. that really does, you know, impact on how we are. So I think it's exactly. really important. I think that's why I write mostly about things like that. Yeah. Amazing. So we have one last question for you. Yeah. Um, what kinds of music like did you listen to growing up and like what are some of your musical influences like now? Growing up, I went through a lot of phases. Mm-hmm. I went through the whole pop punk phase. I went through a little bit of like a scream phase. Okay. I don't Interesting. Interesting. Um, growing up, when I, I played piano, mm-hmm. I played classical. So I went yep. through classical era. Um, a little bit of jazz, mm-hmm. like Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. Yep. Yep. Um, I went through an alternative, like, kind of angsty teen phase. So a lot of Lana Del Rey, The XX, The Neighbourhood. Then kind of, like, a bit of rap. So, like, J. Cole, Kendrick, Kanye. So it's, like, a blend. I'm really loving this. A lot of different stuff. Um, Awesome. But I would say, like, what influences me at the moment... Off the top of my head of, you know, the biggest artist that really touched me and I've listened to for a long time is probably Georgia Smith, mm-hmm. Lana Del Rey, Billy Martin. Um, who else? I love that they're all, like, female artists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Girl power. Just have a little bit of something in it's there. It's just yeah. something. It's just something, like, yeah. different, you know. Yeah. It's different. It, resonates <laughs> on a deeper level <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. percent. but um oh i would definitely say still woozy as well mm-hmm. so he's an australian um artist and he's very like organic and very indie mm-hmm. so i definitely would say that he's influenced a lot of my awesome. stuff especially my earlier music yeah. nice yeah. i love that it's so diverse and i think it it also speaks a lot about like your background and like how you've come from such diverse like cultures and how you're able to like switch perspectives and I look forward to seeing like even more of that in your music coming up what would you say like is next for you yeah so after this Asia tour um, I will be doing a national tour as a supporting act for a band called Safia Oh yes. So I'll be going around Australia touring mm. and then I'll also be performing at a festival in Australia called Lost Paradise for New yep. Year's Eve. So that'll be very exciting. Um, and I think just a lot more releases, a lot more singles and then potentially, you know, maybe my next EP. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us here, buddy. Like we're so excited about like what's to come for you. <laughs> And enjoy the rest of your trip in Singapore. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.